Well, hello, 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 my fellow CNCer. I am Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and I so much want to welcome you to this podcast where we are discussing business, building a CNC business. If you're someone who has been thinking about getting a CNC machine, doesn't matter what kind, router, laser, plasma cutter, nylon cutter, with the idea of building a business out of it, generating income, but not really sure how, then this podcast is for you. If you're someone who is in a CNC business, but you're struggling along the way, this is also for you. What you're about to listen to is the sixth of a series of mentoring sessions with someone who wanted to get into CNC business. His name is Mark. He lived the normal life, felt kind of cookie cutter, and just had enough of it. He wanted to change in life got a CNC router, and just didn't know where to go from there. And so he had found me through YouTube and asked me to start to mentor him. And I did it under the condition that you can benefit from it, that I would make it public. And he agreed, so we have done that. So you are on episode six. Now, I want to tell you, if you are wanting to get into CNC business, and this is the first podcast you've landed on regarding this series of episodes, you are not going to understand what has been going on. You need to go back to episode one. This is what I mean. When it comes to building a business, you have to have certain foundations in place. And this mentoring session is well beyond setting up those foundations. Without the foundations, you will have a struggling business and ultimately fail. You it's just what happens. Foundations are vitally, vitally important. So what I want you to do, if you have not listened to any of the other podcasts, go to the description of this video, get that link, and start listening to episode one, then episode two, three, four, five, and then come to this one. You cannot rush business. So if you're like, I don't want to listen to all those episodes, I want to do this first, that's a sign of a business that's going to fail. I'm just being very direct with you on that. So, with that being said, I think you understand that now. So, we're going to start talking to Mark now. And I will give you a little summary at the end. So, let's get a listen. Let's learn. Let's learn how to build a business and take it to the next level. Now, just before we start, I have to do a little ad promotion for the podcast service I'm using. So, just bear with the 30 seconds and then we'll get into the mentoring session. Well, hello, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. How are you doing, Garrett? Good, good. So so we are in session six, my friend. Yes, we are. Yes, we Veteran are. And, and, and um, this past weekend was your deadline to reach your goal. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that and uh, in, in a bit. But just uh, naturally want to remind you, I am recording this as we've agreed upon, and it'll be a video on the YouTube channel. Um, and so it's it's been an actually good thing that you did this because it is inspiring a lot of people as you already know you're getting people communicating with you which is yeah, what do you think about that it's uh it's, it's quite interesting i got another one from a guy who was watching some of the other videos so i'm starting to do um i did a couple of videos uh kind of getting set up and all that stuff and I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start doing some videos, uh, kind of people asking me, what does it look like? How, how am I doing things? What, uh, 
you know, what does my process look like? Things like that. So they want to see from, you know, kind of a, a newbie perspective. So uh, and one gentleman, he was commenting on the fact that I've got a bunch of aquariums in the uh, in the living room and we were having, a, you know, we we're going to have a chat on that. And so it's, it's kind of fun. It's uh, it's definitely nothing that I expected. Um, the I think the biggest thing is is the public accountability. Um, you know, they I remember you know, a long time ago, somebody says, oh, when you want to lose weight, you, you know, tell everyone around you that you're doing that. And when you start a job or a new business, whatever it is, tell everyone around you, you get that list like we talked about and go through and, and notify everybody on the list. Um, this is a bigger audience <laughs> and it's, uh, it's an interesting experience, but uh, one that um, I'm kind of honored to, to help people with. It's, uh, it's really holding me accountable and it's, um, the challenges I'm facing on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, it's great to hear that I'm not the only one. And for those of you who personally reached out to me, thank you for your uh, for your kind words and uh, and your additional wisdom, much appreciated. Uh, and for those of you who have commented to me and you're a couple weeks behind, um, just keep it up. It's uh, it's a hard road, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. So um, we'll talk about that hard road. I'm gonna make a note of that. Um, so let's just kind of start off at the top. Some time ago, you contacted me and asked me for guidance. We talked about it a little bit and there were some conditions of me mentoring you um, outside of the, the commission basis is we had to make it public. And uh, you were okay with that. You were a little, you were, I remember you were a little hesitant at, that, at first and then, yep. You know, the, the nervousness started coming out as we were mentoring, realizing, wow, people are really are watching us. And um, and then you uh, proceeded to start, well, we proceeded to start to build the foundations, which is what you were missing uh, in, in the CNC business. I guess I should start this off as this is a mentoring session with Mark, and this is number six. Mark is a someone who got into cnc if you've been following us then you know that he he wanted to get out on his own journey and when he got a cnc machine ended up like a deer in the headlights didn't know what to do um you've talked about that in the last session i had you kind of rehash that and um so here you are now you've seen progress and whatnot so let's uh, let's first talk about where you're at with a couple of things and then we'll we'll dive into where you're at what you've accomplished and your goals and we'll do a little summary on this and then in our next session we'll start to establish your next level goals <laughs> so let's talk about your your network that you've established at this point for the network you've got a network okay so mm -hmm. there's several things we got sophie your daughter right which yeah. you you are you've been saying okay let's do the daddy daughter thing you've built yeah, up a network of not just customers but but uh people who can help lead you into other avenues uh the the, the show managers and the, the winery, uh, yes. things like that. So let's talk about where you're at with Sophie first. So sure. just to give the, 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 start with a brief intro into what we are doing here. 
because yep. people are watching this and it's better coming from you than it is from me because it's your journey. And then we'll talk about it. Go ahead. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, Sophie, my daughter, she's 11 and a half. Um, and she's uh, she, she wants to have a YouTube channel. That's one of her things. So she gets one when she's 12, that kind of thing. Um, and she's she's watching people do lots of stuff online and things. And, you know, I've always kind of looked at an idea of what could we do. Um, pause thought for a second. And then let's revisit what I do. So Artisan Woodcraft is it, it's a premier artisan based um, uh, cutting board, kitchen tools, kitchen uh, 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 cutlery tools, things like that. I don't have imports, but you can see back in the uh, in the other videos. Um, and that that brand and that position has taken itself. Um, uh, the, being crystal clear on that has taken itself to a level that I did not expect. And as such, um, making comical signs, making stuff that isn't what I'm going to call artisan quality um, is kind of is off brand. So what we decided to do and I was talking to Sophie about it is hey maybe we should make some signs and so these are more of the scroll signs with kids names um we she came up with a couple ideas around creating some characters and then we could go to shows where people could buy a couple characters and assemble a board right there and she could CA glue it and put them on or she could take custom orders so um that's kind of spun off into now this whole idea of the daddy daughter. So we, we came up with the, we took your coaching last time. I brought it back to her and said, okay, D and D sign code doesn't make sense. Like it's not inspiring. So let's do, let's do something else. We played around with a couple names and she, she landed on daddy daughter signs and stuff because we're not just going to do signs. We're going to do other things. So she's now coming up with the idea of making uh, you know, on CNC, for people who haven't seen it, where you can make like boxes. So they just do a square box joint um, out of, you know, quarter inch, half inch, uh, probably quarter inch uh, uh, ply Baltic birch stuff. So she's going into grade seven and they need to have, you know, they have lockers now. So they're going into new lockers and everyone's trying to find stuff that's going to fit inside their locker. And she said, hey, can we make and sell to all the kids in grade uh, seven and eight? boxes that go in their locker so they could have two stacks and I said absolutely and then so uh, we got talking about it and I said okay so how are we going to give back to the school and she goes well, what do you mean and I said well the school has a fundraising program so maybe we could take a percentage of every one of these boxes that's sold and give it back to the school oh that's kind of a cool idea so um, so that's that uh, as far as um, kind of the branding, what we're going to do is Daddy Daughter's uh, Signs and Stuff is going to be uh, going to trade shows, uh, going to vendor markets, and we're going to set up side by side. So she'll have one booth, uh, I'll have the other booth, and then we're going to have, you know, kind of, a, you know, the t-shirts, I'm with stupid, well now it's like, I'm with daughter, I'm with daddy, and then we're going to have signs over above our sections that's going to say daddy and, and daughter. And people are going to ask what's going on. Um, I bounced it around to a couple um, of the managers, and I'll spin into this next step. Uh, but I bumped into a couple, uh, ran it by a couple of the event managers for, you know, fairs and weekend uh, craft shows and things like that. And they've all said, "We love it. We love that you're supporting your daughter. We want to um, kind of feature that conversation and and highlight her business and potentially get an interview with her. Can we do that?" So. 
right off the bat, um, you know, from teaching her and, and, and exploring into other areas, I think it's going to be great for her. And uh, now we're figuring out some, you know, kind of, oh, what can I buy with it? No, okay, we're going to learn money. So <laughs> we're gonna have to go through a little uh, daddy-daughter money learning uh, conversation. But anyway, uh, it's, it's you no, know, that's that, that's an interesting point. I'm gonna interrupt you for just a moment. It's yeah. the, the 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 financial literacy is so so critical to a successful business, and it's it's not about making money. It's not only about making money, but it's about taking that money and applying it in a smart way, in a financially smart way. And so teaching your daughter that financial literacy is critical. I'm really, really glad to hear that. Um, I want to say to anybody that's watching this, mm -hmm. understanding money and the way it works on the money-making end is vital, vital to a successful business. And it's, it's, you cannot come from a consumer mindset that, oh, I'm getting more money, I can spend more. It, it, you cannot do that if you want a successful business. You have to uh, understand how money works, how to use that money to grow your business, because the whole idea is not just to make money, it's to make it and scale your business. And so that's, that's actually what we're probably going to be working on in our next level of mentoring is that aspect. Um, but I just wanted to say, I can't stress that enough. Financial literacy is critical. It kind of works um, like this. I want to, I want to just say this one thing as a mentor, when it comes to finances, if you, anybody, Mark, anybody else who's watching this has struggled financially and do not have a lot of financial security, that's the result of behavior and financial literacy and understanding, uh, possibly coming from a consumer mindset. And it's simply the result. And the idea that we have to, oh my gosh, I need money, I gotta get money, is part of that mentality, uh, that, that mindset. And that has to be shifted to a business financially smart mindset. So uh, I don't know if I made sense on that or not, but I cannot stress that enough. Without a building a financial plan basis for your business with the idea that it's going to scale and grow, it, the business will always remain small and the income will always remain at certain levels. We have what we call a financial thermostat. And that financial thermostat is if you make X amount of dollars, seemingly year after year after year, your financial thermostat is $50,000 a year, we'll say. And what you'll find is you, you're always making $50,000 a year. You always have this much debt or just this much in savings. And it, it, that's the, the mindset of where you are at financially. And we have to break that. That's why I, in the beginning, Mark, I set you up with this. Uh, let's set a goal and let's bump that goal up into an uncomfortable place. Uh, that's to push your financial thermostat up, to force it up. And the, the only way that's going to happen is by you being open to the mentoring and being willing to do what you're being told to do. Because if we do what we've always done, we will always get the same result. So if you want the result to change, you have to, um, you have to be aware of that financial thermostat and be willing to 
listen to the people who have better financial literacy that can guide you out of that to point out the 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 mindset that's that's holding you there so that was a, a little bit of a speech I had to interject in there, Mark, but I cannot stress how important that is. I, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, but yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's that, it's that belief that I don't make more than this or, or something along those lines, right? But it's kind of ingrained. It, you're stuck it, it. It, yeah, it's kind of like we know how to make $50,000. We don't know how to make $150,000, right? right? Yeah. And my goal, my objective with you is to break anything of you in that and you have actually done a good job that's why i wanted you to create that literal thermostat that you had to draw yeah. right. i'm gonna right here <laughs> okay okay so the, um, just just to add to that one of the things that we, we spoke about um and i guess this is kind of more of a, a dialogue between you and i and helping the other people is when when we were um when sophie was you know kind of we're doing some basic math and she's like oh, okay so if we sell the sign for 40 bucks and we split it evenly then I get 20 and you get 20. And I said, no, that's not how it works. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, how much did the wood cost? Okay, so we'll have to subtract the wood. And then she's like, okay, so let's say the wood's $5. So then we split 35. And I said, well, what about all the machines? What about the electricity? What about the wear and tear on the tools? All of that stuff. And she kind of was like, oh. And I said, and what are we paying each other for our time? And then what's the profit after that? <clears throat> and so it became kind of one of these conversations where we were kind of spelling it out and saying, okay, well, is $40 the right price for this? If it takes us exaggerating, but if it takes us, you know, six hours, then, uh, you know, to do the work, is that a good fair price? Are we making any money? And then you could just see the wheels spinning, right? And anyway, I just left it there for her to think about, but I thought, you know, this is this is the conversation. And when I do when I'm doing my pricing now, um, I was watching someone else's video. Sorry, Garrett. Um, be before we hooked up, and uh, you're allowed to watch a couple others. <laughs> yeah, well, this is before you and I hooked up, right. and just talking about you know kind of building in you know um, uh, shop tools and things like. So when I when I make the um, wine barrel staves as an example, um, I bought a sixty-five dollar one and seven eighths uh forstner bit um a great bit for like i think it was 79 dollars plus shipping it went through on the inside of the barrels because they're charred and they've been uh soaked they're a lot harder than the actual french white oak which is already incredibly hard um i was able to get uh 60 holes out of the first um uh, out of the first uh, round and then the tool went dull got sharpened for eight bucks, brought it back. I got 110, did that again, because because the sharpening that they put on is way better than the factory. Um, but I was told I'm gonna get one more sharpening out of this and then they can't do anything with it. So all of a sudden my $79 drill bit became a disposable item. Um, I never even thought in my wildest dreams that a high-end drill bit like that would become a consumable, but it is. So I've got to factor that in every stave that I sell that that is something just like sandpaper just like you know all those other things like the oil that goes on them the candles that go as part of the assembly so it's things like that and understanding you know that, that I got to pay for the electricity and I got to pay for the insurance for the shop that all has to go into my formula to determine what my price is and after that then I pay myself and then what's my profit so 
it's been a it's been an interesting journey to figure that out and what I'm worth and and right now I'm billing I'm billing my labor at forty dollars an hour. So if it's a half an hour, I add twenty dollars. That's paid in my pocket, and then the other stuff is the profit, which gets reinvested back into the business portion that goes back into my account. So, okay, all right. So that'll be something we're going to work on this forty dollar an hour thing. I'm glad that you are looking at at it from a broader perspective, and and I think this dialogue with Sophie is helping you become aware of that too. Uh, it sounds like because this is the first time you've really kind of mentioned this. You've talked about your 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 costs before but now you've uh, listed all of it out and you made an interesting point that everything is consumable some <laughs> things uh last a couple of days some things are going to last a couple of years including your cnc router and all that stuff it's all consumable one yeah, of the things with people at some point in time on their router the uh the bushings go or whatever the, the brushes go and other people the v wheels go so they've got to replace those out so that becomes a consumable yeah. yeah. Uh, another note that I just want to make with the Sophie thing is make sure that you, you I, I think you're doing it, but I just want to be really clear. The niche, the avatar uh, and keeping her from straying outside of that. So because then she'll get confused and that will that will you'll get feedback. It, it, it kind of it'll come back to you and you'll start getting that confusion it's 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 it'll manifest itself <laughs> well, so we talked about the idea of science and and she added well in, in stuff and i said well, what's the stuff mm -hmm. and she hasn't been able to define that yet but she wants to kind of design out some characters and and things like that and stuff for schools so okay let's let's play with that for a bit i'm not going to let her go too far but uh yeah, I mean, it, it's a discussion and a dialogue and she's exploring it and she's 11 and a half. So I'm letting her kind of, kind of go down that. And I'm like, okay, but if somebody comes to the table, do they know what you're selling, right? So she's big into music. I'm big into music. So we're doing a lot of signs that have music quotes on it and stuff like that. Um, she likes, you know, kind of the feel good stuff. And so those are two kind of subcategories that we've defined that we'll, we'll do for signs. So anyway, it's, it's coming along. Yeah, I, uh, I'll throw this past you. It's uh, clearly uh, uh, up to you and her. But uh, as things move along, if she'd be willing and you are okay with it and all parties uh, respective are okay with it, perhaps we could have her in one of these little sessions. I can talk to sure. her. Yeah, that'd be great. With, I'll, with uh, I'll bring that up with her and her mom. Yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Okay, so kind of cut you off in your journey, but I think you got the idea with Sophie uh, for anybody who's watching that uh, Mark is, is expanding with his daughter and you pointed something out that 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 I knew was going to happen if you if you uh, pursued these daddy daughter thing that you were going to get the inspiration or be, get people who are inspired by that idea. And so you, you already indicated these uh, show personnel that, that are running these things want to support that and that they were, they were inspired by that. Yep. So, Absolutely. yep. So that's, that's going to run you into a, a whole new turf. It's, it's going to help business on both ends, Sophie and you, and yeah. it's building, it's building a story. One That's of the, the things thing, it was it was very interesting. So 
um, prior to the prior to our last session, we we started speaking about, uh, I guess, two sessions. We started speaking about, um, you know, kind of doing the science again, the machine working, and maybe doing something with Katie or Sophie. Uh, before that, my conversation with the uh, the vendor managers at these uh, these shows was, here's what I do. Okay, and then I said, here's how I got into it. So I was telling the story about how you know COVID lost my job, da 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 da, all those kind of things, and. Um, Oh, okay. You know, good to see that. Okay, great. You know, send me some photos, send me a bio. So I did all that and that was good, but there was like kind of a dull interest. You know, they loved my work. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay. Definitely. It's not for everybody. It's, it's quite expensive. Yep. Absolutely. Do you have cheaper stuff? No, I don't. This is my, this is my brand. This is my source. I don't do the cheap stuff. Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, bring it to the, to the approval committee, so on and so forth. Once I started talking about the conversation with Sophie and me and, and all that kind of stuff that all of a sudden piqued a lot of interest. And it was like, yeah, definitely. We'll get you in the show. I hadn't expected that. Um, it's a nice kind of strategic byproduct of, of the conversation, but uh, I had not expected that at all. Um, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Right. Cause it's a lot of requirement on her. And I don't know if she's, you know, kind of at that point where she's going to follow through with it. Um, but we'll see what happens. But the story and the conversation that I'm having with people is much different than when it was just me alone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's it's very inspiring. So that's that's really cool. Uh, with Sophie, that just want to kind of give you a little guidance. You said I don't know if she's going to follow through with it. Yeah. This is the time to set that foundation of helping her understand what you want in the future is going to take the effort now. Yep. And yep. the harder she works at it now, and the sooner she gets the mindset of an entrepreneur in her and understands the, the concepts of what it takes to build a successful business, the better she'll do in life, you know, down Absolutely. the road. Yep. So, so there's something called future memory. And future memory, right? It's where, as a marketer, you actually can put a person into the place they want to be before they're there. And when you can build that in correctly, then you get them to buy that it but future memory works with the, like when you set your goals i don't know if you've heard about doing visualization making vi yes. uh, vision boards writing down your goals imagining it seeing what it feels like to be where you want to be at and when you can actually bring it into an emotional value within yourself uh, you are actually building in your mind the the idea that it's already happened and then the it, when you've done that then you naturally gravitate towards that. We do it all the time. We don't even realize it. I can tell you with a story of me with the Jeep Wrangler. When my wife passed away, it was a very difficult year. And and that was when 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 you lose a spouse, a piece of your identity literally goes away because they are part of you, who you are. And so in order to fill that identity, uh, it, I naturally gravitated gravitated to the outdoorsman lifestyle. And I started to pay attention to Jeep Wranglers. I just wanted a Jeep Wrangler. And I, the more I looked at it, the, the more I researched it, uh, it just, and 
it was a, there was an emotional attachment to this idea of having a Jeep Wrangler. And one year later, I was at the dealer buying a brand new Jeep Wrangler, and I still have it. I have two hundred twenty-five thousand miles on it. Then wow. I've had had it for eight years, and it has served its purpose very well. You know, I've lived up in the mountains, right? I, I lived that that outdoorsman life, and um, never once regretted that purchase. But the whole point is that was created. And this is why I have told you early on, it's never about money, ever, ever, ever about money. It's about what somebody wants that the money can get them. And so you as an entrepreneur need to get beyond that money. And we did. You want the praise. You enjoy the praise that people give you. That's your thing. You enjoy the creativity of getting to that point and that it is part of your spirit and part of your effort. And uh, so there's emotional values all tied in there. This is why we go into that. What's your, what, what's your why? And it, it's sometimes difficult to get to a why because there's two sides, right? You found the one is you don't want to be a failure again. The other is on the other side is how do you know you're not a failure when you get the praise, when people are handing you the dollars. So, there's so much to, to the business aspect. So coming back full circle, we we're talking about Sophie. The more you can build this into Sophie now to, to slowly let her work it and understand it, to, to paint the picture of, okay, she's 11 years old. She wants to go out and buy games and, and, and candy and toys and such. And if you can get her to sit down and do the math, say, okay, what do you really want, Sophie? later on right? right how are you going to get that and 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 get her into the emotional state of it to really feel it right yeah i mean even sit down with her let's close her eyes and imagine and this is i've actually done this is you'll is you'll sit down with her and close close your eyes and go back to that daddy daughter bakery thing you were talking about right but yep. but now you're not doing the bakery thing let's Sophie, let's go on a journey, right? You make it fun. Let's go on this journey. I'm closing my eyes right now. Let's go on this journey. And where do you want to be? What do you want? What's it feel like to drive that Mercedes Benz? And uh, get her into that emotional state. And then you can pull her back, right? And then suddenly, okay, well, Sophie, we're done. Here's the reality, <laughs> right? <laughs> this this is actually I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little secret. This is the, one of the arts of closing. When I say closing, it's closing a deal or a sale. Is you get the customer on their journey. You, me as a closer, I completely detach from the sale, and it's like I don't care. I either make the sale or I don't. Right. There's always somebody else out there. But I know that when I'm talking to somebody, they're they're talking to me because they have a dream. They've got something that they want. And usually the front line is money. Right. And as we talk and build rapport, they start to build trust in me. And then I start to ask them, why do you want really want to do this? Why do you want to get a CNC machine and start a business? And and what what's the future? What what is it going to give you? And and, and we naturally we'll get into that story of I'm in this life. I don't like this life. This is why I don't like the life. Right? We get into the emotional whys, and then we get into the vision of what what will be the end result by virtue of going after your business and building that uh, 
that vision and the, the objective and then starting to live it in their minds. Then they start to talk to me about what it's like. Uh, I had one person, yeah, I'd be, uh, I won't, won't have to be locked down to work. I can take my family to the, to the beach. And I had this guy talking about what I asked him. So what's, what, what are your daughters doing? Let's just imagine you're there at the beach now. What are your daughters doing? And oh, they're playing and, and, and on and on. He's talking about it. And we're thoroughly visualizing this. And I said, wow, that's really cool. Okay, so let's come on back to reality. You know, and, and suddenly it's just like yanking the rug out of them and nobody likes that, right? And so that's, that suddenly makes that dream come alive and say, I really, really want that. So, so the art of closing, I actually kind of lost where, why I started talking about this. Uh, but that, the whole thing is getting, it's because of Sophie and what I've done with you is building that emotional foundation first. Yeah. And this is exactly why, right? It's because that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. Um, did any of that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, you know, part of that's what we did uh, for me. And now being able to create that opportunity for Sophie is, I think, going to be big. But even just revisiting it for myself. Um, you know, it's, I've been focused on the short-term goal of 55 K, um, and, you know, kind of that, kind of, that part of it, but okay, well, what else is there, right? What else can I do with this? Um, you know, I, I'm, as you were talking about that, I kind of was thinking, wouldn't it be, well, it will be awesome. Check my, check my language there. It will be awesome when, um, next summer at the end of, uh, at the end of the, um, the artist show, uh, that we're going to go back into next year that Sophie and I, you know, we're sitting there and we're, we're talking about how well we did and, you know, how many, how many pieces of her work are in beautiful cottages all over the, uh, all over the area. And, um, you know, I, I just, that that's kind of really cool you know and and the whole idea of, of the two of us sitting down you know kind of over an ice cream up at uh you know i'm kind of envisioning exactly where we're going to sit um you know i know i'm going to get my pralines and cream her, her choice will change she'll probably get something a little bit different but uh um and we'll sit there and we'll just talk about how it went and what could we do next year and how you know how you know what she learned and i'm, I'm envisioning what you know kind of how she'll come out of her shell a little bit from a, you know, from being able to speak to people in public and, you know, all these things. And she'll have, she'll have a plan. She'll have money in her pocket. She'll, she'll have a direction where she can, she can take this. And at, you know, next summer at 12, she can, you know, she can do what she wants. If she wants to go and buy herself a paddleboard, she can do that, you know, things like that. I can see her, I can see that, I can see that happening. So yeah, I know it was a very good exercise. Yeah. Uh, you know what? The the vision that you just painted for yourself, of visioning uh, her and you at the end of the next summer, um, all the projects that are out there in these cottages and people are telling stories. Yeah, this daddy daughter couple, they, whatever. Paint that vision with her. Right. When you yeah. get a chance, say, Sophie, this is my dream. And let's let's just, let's pretend let's let's go into that and do your eyes closed and, and imagine have her sitting there holding that ice cream or whatever it might be. And you're having it and it's a beautiful sunny day, whatever it may be. Get you both into that space. Right. Yeah. And it's the more you do it, then the deeper it goes within your spirit, the more it's going to happen. There's something called the universal laws. Right. And and 
the universal laws kind of work like this when you know it with inside of you like the jeep example somehow i just it was there it was part of me as part of my identity suddenly it has to manifest into your life so the more you can live it the better you'll be so let's let's kind of shift gears and talk about your thermometer because you are at a place where you were supposed to hit your 5.5k so show me your thermometer my thermometer. Yeah, I don't know. All right. You've exceeded your goal by almost $400. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty jacked about that. I've got a couple orders coming in over this uh, long weekend. I'm meeting some people. So a uh, lady called me from the show, and this is kind of where follow up. Uh, the, the power of follow-up, the power of lists, things like that kick in. Um, she missed me on the Sunday, like the last day of the event, because we were packing up to go home. And um, she gave the coordinator my, her cell phone number, said, have Mark call me. I followed up three times, I think, you know, kind of within the next 40 hours. But then I followed up kind of a week later, then, you know, kind of midweek, hey, hope all's going well. You know, I noticed you've got this area code. Um you know, we're probably close to each other. I can meet with you. We can sit down. Uh, this morning, I get a text message from her. And she's like, yes, I want to do my uh, my cutting board. And uh, she's like, can you, can you make one that's 26 inches by 26 inches square? And I said, let me check. I think that's, I think I can. So I go and check my machine and I do have the capacity to do 26 by 26. Um, and she's like, I want yellow and I want red and I want the purples and I want to be like a Crayola box spilled out on my counter. And I want all of the, the exotic stuff. I want this to be a showpiece in my kitchen. And I said, okay, well, can you show me where it'll be going so I can get a better idea of it? Um, yeah, she's in probably a $3 million cottage, I'm guessing, overlooking the bay that I, you know, I sent you the picture, you know, for privacy, I won't send it to you guys, but um, I mean, it's gorgeous. And she, she's the avatar, um, you know, to, to a T, followed up with the person that referred her to me. And she's like, yep, she plays tennis, you know, all that stuff. She has <laughs> parties, and I'm like, okay, is her name Renee? No, it's not, but it could be. She's, she's identical persons to, to the T. And so what what's going to happen is i'm going to go up this weekend uh i'm going to meet with her and we're going to sit down plus i've got another person that i'm meeting with that wants to do the uh, kitchen cabinets and sorry the kitchen um uh countertop uh all kind of like a, a butcher block style and she wants the tree and she wants some phrases put into it and all that kind of stuff so she wants to kind of customize that and um yeah so it's going to be a busy weekend um and then i'm going to see another friend of ours and uh, she ended up buying a board and she wants to uh, uh, bring, she wants me to bring some others up because she's going to have some friends coming over. So I might end up having, you know, like five, six sales this weekend, as well as meeting these, uh, these two new customers. So that's okay. Yeah. Very cool. So let's, let's talk about that last $1,000 there that, uh, the, the, what were they? What were the sales? So they were all winery. Okay. Yeah. So um, for those who've been tracking uh, the winery, uh, so what, what my business is, is evolving to is I work with a, a local winery uh, here in Ontario, Canada, and we make, I make the, um, all of the tool, all of the 
well, here, I'll show you. I pulled out an example. So this is this is a wine barrel stave. You can see it's angled. I don't know if I can get back far enough, but there'd be 27 of these, 28 of these, depending on the size, uh, that make up a wine barrel. The inside is stained, uh, the red wine that's in there. Uh, this is the, the really hard stuff that chews up bits. So you can see on the side profile, from the outside through to the inside, the staining and how far the stain gets in. It's about almost a half an inch that it'll it'll stain inside the wood of the wine barrel. So we put them like this. Um, uh, for, for some people like them like this, some people like them like that. When I do it like this, there's a half hoop that goes under here as a, as a stand. So it sits like that and call those the deluxe ones. And I have a bunch of extra scraps. So what do you do with this? So what I, I was doing some R&D last week, uh, as I mentioned to you, Garrett. Um, and so what I do is I, I sand them down so I get them flat so the CNC router could, could do something. And I created uh, place cards for weddings because they do, they have a wedding Friday, every Friday and Saturday now till the end of October. And so it's, it's how, can we, how can we increase the experience for the wedding? And so now, and can I send you a picture, Garrett, and then you can overlay it um, on the video so people can see it? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't tend to edit these. So Okay, so. perfect. Well, we'll do it next time. I'll show you guys what it is. But anyway. Do you have, so it, do you have it on your phone? I can do a screen share. Um, Are you able to pop that up? That's no, okay. Go no, ahead. No, no. Um, is that? It's okay. I will. I'll. You know what, guys? I'll do it. I'll put it on my video. Um, I'm going down tomorrow. Uh, I'll put it on my channel, and you can go and pop over and have a look at that. Yeah, that, or you can you can send me a picture. Uh, you're on your phone right now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I can do a, I can do a uh, screen share. Anyway, go ahead. So, so taking this, do a little four-inch thing, and I'm putting the person's name, um, a little kind of scroll of of, of um, grapes and a vine, and then on the other side, a little scroll with bells, and then the the winery's logo and then the date and then the person's name so it's say mark garrett and then they'll put this instead of just the paper cards um because the weddings are outside sometimes they're windy those place cards get blown around so now they get a, a piece of the barrel from the winery that was actually there and they're custom made um with the person's marriage date on it so um that's going around I haven't sold any of those yet but the um the wedding coordinator uh, is very interested and so she's uh she's got me working up a quote i'm you know five bucks seven bucks something like that um i just i'm gonna map out a grid on here and then just run them for two hours and be done with it copy yeah. paste change the name very cool, so, very cool. is that yeah, an upsell is that an upsell for the winery uh yeah so the um basically the deal is is that the winery uh in that situation won't take anything for it um i it's pure profit for me um, so that's that. Then I was, because part of what I found about the winery is building a relationship with them. Part of that is helping. And, you know, I'm an able-bodied person. They've got, you know, lots of staff doing serving and things like that. And they've got a retail component of it. So they asked me, hey, do you mind stick around for a couple hours and give us a hand with some cleaning up some stuff? Sure. Absolutely. I'm here to help. We went down to their storage room. We're sorting out some stuff. And I came across three boxes of these, right? So what are these? These are um, basically, there's a hole in the center and then you slide the wine glass in and it sits like this on top of the wine bottle, yeah? Problem is 
they're all covered in mold. And they have someone else's logo on it. Uh, and, and they're poorly finished, quite frankly. They're, they're rough, they're all that stuff. So they were gonna throw them out. So I said, well, how about we do this? How about I take them all back? I'll, you know, cause it's just, it's just a, a branding iron that was put on it. So it's very low, very thin uh, uh, imprint of the logo. I said, how about I strip all the, uh, the stuff off? I'll wash all the uh, mold off. I will um, uh, clean them up so they're nice and uh, nice and beautiful. And I'll put your, I'll take his logo off and I'll put your logo on. How's that sound? Okay, perfect. How much? I don't know, seven bucks a piece? Okay, sure. There's 90 per box. I have three boxes at seven bucks. Sweet. That is the deposit, not the full price. So there's still more money coming for that. But we talked about only having cash in uh, on the uh, on the thermometer. So that's just the deposit. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So this has been a good dialogue. Uh, things that you've said and brought up a lot of points that I want to pass on to anybody that's watching this. And um, one of the things you mentioned was helping, right? You, by, by helping, not only did you build relationship with people who will buy from you, but you've also seen opportunity. And the one thing that I, I stress of many things that I stress is money is a byproduct of giving value. Money you earn is a byproduct of giving value. If you want to simply just sell stuff, right, to make money, you, you're missing the mark of making a lot more money. And that is by giving not just value, but giving more than what's expected, you will always get more in return. So that's a mindset thing. It's, uh, I used to be in a position, I just want to try to put this in the other area. I used to be in that that space in my mind of, I just want to make money. And, and, and so uh, it, it, that goes to kind of a neediness, greediness, it's all about me kind of thing. And that never works in a uh, long-term success type of thing. That you have to give value. We are in a very transparent world and, and people just know when they're being sold, right? No one wants to be sold. They will make their own decision to buy. People don't want to be sold, but they want to buy, right? And they want to buy from, from sources that make them feel like people and the way to do that is by giving and it, there's so many different ways of doing it that you just you gave some time you had an idea hey i can save this stuff for you You don't have to throw it out and that's giving value to them uh, so one of the other things that you mentioned so this this lady wants this 26 by 26 board uh, how much do you think that would end up costing and how much do you think you would end up charging for a 26 um, by 26 exotic wood cutting board? Probably around 550, somewhere around okay. there. Okay. I and, haven't priced it up yet. Like I got the call, I spoke with her on the phone, literally hung up and jumped on our call. So I haven't given it, I haven't priced it out yet, but I'm just guessing doubling the material costs and then the labor required. I'm, I'm thinking it's the equivalent of basically making two boards. Um, so I'm just doubling the price. Okay. All right. So you made a point that that 
she probably has a million dollar cottage. And so I want you to kind of reflect on this. The when you started out, what was the scale, the financial scale of your customers at at the beginning? Uh, what do you mean by that? Um, how do I re reward that? So your customers have kind of a financial um, standard, right? Oh yes, yeah. One hundred fifty, yeah, yeah. one hundred fifty thousand dollar home, whatever it might be, uh, and and they make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year combined, whatever. And so they have this financial um, demographic, upper middle class, middle class, yeah. blah blah blah. And so what I want to know is when you were first talking about to customers in the beginning, when we first started talking, what was their level in society financially and then with renee who's now got this three million dollar cottage do you notice a market difference in the people that you're engaging with yeah abs absolutely i think when when i first started um be before you and i were talking um the people that i was targeting uh and and speaking to were you know just average middle class um you know kind of people that like the idea of a, a custom cutting board once we define the avatar and and dialed that in specifically with Renee, because uh, I seem to be connecting with her uh, more. Um, uh, Blake Blake's a guy's guy. He's like all macho and showing off. I don't connect with him very well personally, so I'm struggling with that avatar to, to meet with him. But with Renee specifically, I I am connecting well with her, um, and so we went very quickly from you know the return to work mom to the executive mom to the executive woman to the you know to a significant player in social circles um and that that happened fairly rapidly once i dialed that in and you know now if i look at all my customers that i that i have right now for my boards um there's three people three four people that um i would say are Middle class. Everyone is upper class. Um, everyone is average household income is two hundred plus Canadian. So, and they're they're average. I don't know for sure, but just knowing where these people live and the the postal code, zip codes of where they are, knowing that they're living in. Well, put it this way: one one of my clients has three houses. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what each one costs, but they have three of them. So combined, it's probably a million five, you know, two million in houses. Um, the, so that's kind of the the market that I'm starting to um, show to. And, and the other part of it is now the referrals are coming in, right? So, oh, I heard from so-and-so. So I've got a lot of leads that are coming in that way. Or, oh, I was over at so-and-so's cottage. They were using, uh, they showed me this cutting board. I love it. They said you customize them. Um, hers is too dark and like a lighter one, that kind of stuff. So that's starting to come through as well. And the interesting thing that I never thought, uh, but it makes total sense is uh, I'd love one for my home because cottage season's wrapping up in about five weeks. Um, I'd like I'd like something similar, but you know, longer, narrower, thicker, you know, different colors for my kitchen at home. So okay. that's kind of turning into something. So um, again, hadn't expected that, um, but it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting experience that I'm now getting that referral so quickly. What do you attribute the referrals to? Um, well, when I first when I first spoke to them, uh, we built a relationship. Um, 
then I followed up with all of them uh, just to make sure everything's working out and the quality of the board is what they expected. Um, see if there's any, you know, checking or cracking in the board, any of that kind of stuff to make sure that, uh, that they're working well. And then, you know, how are you, how's your experience? Um, are you enjoying it? One of the questions is, are you enjoying preparing your food on, on your new board? And, you know, it's like, oh, I love it. I pull it out every time I get my good knife, I get my good board, and then it's fun making food on it. Okay, fantastic. So that was the follow-up. I did that, oh, two and a half to three weeks after they bought the boards. And then now I'm coming up in conversation, I guess, or people are seeing it and they're remembering. Uh, the board butter has my name on it, how to condition. That's the other thing. I, oh, they're in the house, but I, 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 with all the boards, I created like a front and back, how to condition the board, um, how to care for your board, do's and don'ts, all that kind of stuff. And so what I'm finding is people are actually teaching their friends how to condition their cutting boards using that. Uh, and the analogy off of that is a cast iron pan. Right. Like how many people know how to how to condition and maintain a cast iron pan? Your grandma did. But did you learn how to do it? Right. And so there's that there's that hand down knowledge and people are learning how to do that as well. So that's part of I think part of it is I'm educating my my customer base on how to care, how to care and maintain these things so that they become heirloom items. So, OK, do you have a, a calling card? I do. Do you? Like a business so card? What? Yeah, business card. What's, yeah. what's it look like? Um, oh, is it a to? standard? Well, you don't have to get it. Is it a standard square business card on printed? No, on paper? It's a, no, it's uh, not square. I had the the corners rounded. On the front of it, it's got a picture of a cutting board with a knife and a tomato um, on it, and it's uh, artisan cutting boards. Um, I did it before we did some of our branding conversations, and then on the back of it, it has my contact information and. Uh, uh, with a website in my Instagram. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, we'll come back to that in just a second. Um, well, I'll tell you what my idea is, is to scrap the standard. This is kind of a side thing. You're, you're building a relationship. So the card doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. However, if you can upscale your business card to something non-traditional that looks, uh, like your avatar wants it, kind of thing okay. uh you follow what i'm saying I do, yeah. uh, so uh food for thought for you so the referrals i just want to reiterate to whoever's watching that's what mark just said and he pretty much hit it on the head it's because he's going above and beyond and making sure that uh, number one he's building rapport he's building relationships with the customers he's not dropping them off this is why i said make sure you stay in communication with your customers uh, because you build relationships so you've contacted with them and you're just all you're doing is following up hey how, how do you like your board you know and that's it's expected, but it's not expected, right? Because you're a high end, you're a high end uh, cutting board. Are we getting out of the carving? Calling it a carving board? Are we calling it a cutting? I, st board? I still haven't. I still haven't picked up the term carving board because as I'm looking at it, um, uh, carving boards are more of a um, kind of the meat's coming off the cooking, and so now we're carving the meat. And some of the some of the higher end carving boards are. Um, they're, they're they're true carving boards right um so i'm working actually again another person that picked up uh the how this is a great thing how to care for your cutting board right so the 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 sheets on really good cardstock took it back to their cottage two weeks later um somebody torched their cutting board by leaving it on the stove and this is an heirloom that's got these horns and stuff on anyway 
I'm going this weekend, I forgot about that one, I'm going this weekend to pick up the, the original and the remnants of this charred board. But on the top of it, it has this really funky groove pattern. And I said, I've never seen that before. And he said, oh, this is a true carving board, unlike the um, a cutting board with a juice groove. And so he knew a lot more about, you know, proper carving boards and all those kind of things, because it turned out his dad was a butcher. Ah. So anyway, long story short is a cutting board, a proper cutting board with a juice groove is simply just a cutting board. A carving board has a lot more things to it. And so I did not know that. And so I'm sticking with carving board for the, or cutting board for the moment. But also that's what my customers are calling it. Okay. And so, okay, you know, I mean, I can come up with fancy names. No, no, this this is good because you can now offer another level to your product. Yep. You got a cutting board, and and rewarding Renee, your avatar is coming up and looking at all oh, these awesome cutting boards, and and then uh, and then you have the separation of your table cutting boards carving boards and there's yep. a clear distinct difference between the two right and and she's rewarding renee is going to want that unique thing so she's going to upsell uh, or upscale okay so pay attention to that um <laughs> you're getting you're getting it uh, just another thought is as a side item you can possibly go with high-end knives right that, that just uh, have a high-end knife with your product so there's a company, um, there's a guy that's the Canadian sales manager that was there at this event and we exchange business cards. He's on vacation till the end of the month. And um, anyway, when he gets back to Calgary, we're going to connect back up because he's like, do you got, do you, would you be interested in being a distributor for our knives? Because they would complement your board so well. And I was like, I don't know. Let me let me talk about it because I'm trying to make sure I stay focused and niched and I don't want to get into, you know, kind of other stuff and literally shiny objects. He goes, well, think about it. You know, we could sell your boards potentially. And, and then I went, oh, OK, now I'm interested. <laughs> so so I don't know what's going to happen there. But again, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, I mean, it's on my list of things to follow up in, in September, etc. But talking about the the boards. So a, a woman asked me, so I, what, let me back up. I had made this really funky board with some like just awesome board, uh, awesome wood, just all funky different patterns. And because of the way the knots were, I ended up cutting a short one, a medium one and a long one. And that kind of spurred a interesting conversation the small one somebody said oh this is perfect I could leave this on the counter and use it for my limes and flip it over and use it for my garlic oh okay she goes yeah I like to have a separate board for my garlic and I like to have one for my limes so I'm just always cutting limes when people are having drinks oh interesting then she said and I, I asked her I said well do you have other sizes she says yeah I've got my large one when I'm doing a, like a big salad or cutting up lots of veg and I have my medium one that's just there for if I'm making sandwiches and all that kind of stuff and I said to her just kind of off the cuff would you like a set of three and she said oh that's interesting let me think about that she never came back but the the spin-off conversation with that was um what if I made and again looking at the holder that I made what if I make a three hole a three board holder with that and they can buy an entire set or they can mix and match and have like you know different patterns and different funky stuff and all that so 
Um, it, it, I'm going to make a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a mock-up of the three board holder, and I'm going to put that on the table and put three boards together as a set and see if people would be interested in buying the entire set um, as now having a custom artisan set of boards with a display holder so that they can show them off and they can grab them for drying and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's something that's spun up as well. And I've, I've kind of been toying with that idea. So again, back yeah. to the idea of how do I add value? Because I was thinking about how do I, how do I display more boards on the table and all that? And I was like, oh, I could, I could actually sell that as a package instead of just display them. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Find out the terms that, that culinary Kathy uses for these boards, right. For these sets and, and use that because when rewarding Mary comes in and she's looking at a new cutting board and then she starts to learn, wait a minute, there's a board for this. There's a board for that. Yeah. She, rewarding Mary wants, wants that stuff. So I keep that in mind. Um, I wanted to circle back to what I had asked you before the, the, the demographic of, of who you are serving and what is growing to. Yeah. Uh, this happens. This is more of a general statement to anybody who's listening. It happens because the uh, Mark built his avatar. He understood who he's marketing to, and by doing that, he also was able to see a, a higher value in his in the boards that he was making. Uh, you said that you, when we started, you, you, or when you started, you were thinking, oh, I couldn't get more than one hundred twenty dollars, and now you're selling two two hundred fifty. Now you're going up to five hundred dollars. There are people out there that buy this stuff, and it's a matter of getting into their minds, but. This is the other thing about this practice of building your avatars. Not only are you getting in their minds, you're getting them in your mind and you're starting to build your own sense of, of quality and worth up to their level. It's a natural progression when you're thinking that way. So for anybody who's thinking about getting the CNC business or, or, or who's in it and is struggling, it's because your avatar is too low. You haven't defined your avatar or it's too broad or you're thinking like, everybody else it's the everybody else is doing it mentality right but you know what so i want to i want to just jump in on that when the everyone else is doing it yeah. um everyone else is doing it sure but you know i mean if you go if you drive down a street there's you know how many burger joints are there how many gas stations are there they're all selling the same damn thing a burger and some gas um i think from my perspective what i'm experiencing and i could be wrong but this is just my own personal experience is that I tend to be, you know, quite detail oriented. I want to make sure that the quality is there, and so um, I can't, I can't sell the quality that I want to generate to create to the person that's, you know, kind of average Joe Walmart, you know, Walmart Wendy. I can't sell to her because she won't pay for the quality that I, I choose to produce, and so I had to up the game. And now I get, I'm getting paid for producing the quality that I want, and it's, it's it's a lot more fun because now I'm like, Oh my God, look at this thing. And, and I don't tell, don't tell my customers every once in a while, the thing is so buttery smooth. I'm like, Ooh, I rub it. Cause it's so smooth. I can't believe that this is wood, you know? And um, uh, so there's, there's that component of it. But then the other part of it with the stuff that I'm, I'm working on with Sophie is, 
if there is an audience for it, then creating a different branding or a different side of it um, so that they're not the same, I think is going to be critical. Um, even if we didn't do it with Sophie, but I just had a different, you know, kind of uh, uh, market segment. Um, it's, I think about kind of like the car companies, right? You know, they've got their entry level cars and then they have their high end luxury cars. You know, we're a Ford family. Um, because uh, my uncle, you know, worked his entire career at Ford, so that's kind of where we grew up. But, you know, your Lincoln is the highest level, and your entry-level Ford um, is where they, they hook the kids, right, to get into and eventually stay in the Ford family. So there, I think, and, and, and Garrett, I, I'll ask you this, is I think from that perspective that if, you know, if somebody's struggling, is making sure you get those things clearly defined, and if you're going to show A, is is your is which avatar is at that show you know is it is it a country bumpkin farmer's market kind of thing fantastic then create you know that's where you sell all your kitschy country bumpkin stuff if it's a higher end um event in in a more of an upscale market then that's where you sell your higher end products and who's to say that what you sold at country bumpkin for 25 dollars, you can't sell at higher end for 50 dollars, right yep Yes, yeah, that's, it's a good point, and you've you've become aware of this. Um, I will uh, add to that that the the the, the events that you attend. Uh, so I'll give the example of my town. So I live in this little small Archie town uh, that everybody comes to. We have events all the time, and it's but the the demographic that lives here that the actual living cost of this town is quite low relative to everywhere else which makes it kind of nice uh, but that also reflects it's kind of an interesting mix because we have very wealthy houses here three three million dollar houses on this block down here and then we have fifteen thousand dollar train wrecks over you know four blocks down uh, but in general the demographic doesn't uh, the, the, the demographic that lives here doesn't spend a lot of money however it's an artsy place so we have a farmer's market that's right across the street every weekend it is not a money market by any means however some of these events that come through town are big dollar events there, there's yep. it's when people are coming and when they come to these events they are spending money the big huge art show that's coming up in september is called chuck something like that and there's there's upwards of seventy thousand people here it, it's the biggest event in town you can't see across the street when you're in a store because there's that many people walking around and that many craft booths and things like that and that's when people are going to spend a bigger box that's it's just so be aware of just because a certain region generally in their in their standard events won't provide the uh, won't won't buy from you whatever you make. There may be events that do happen. The whole point is keep your mind very open. Uh, one of the other things I want to point out is this is not for you, Mark. We already talked about this. This is for uh, others, but maybe you know you should get something out of this or as a reinforcement for the typical CNC. Etsy's like the place to go and get your stuff out there, and that's fine. That's it's a place to start. However, you will never get rich on Etsy. You will not get rich, right? It's there. There are many factors about Etsy. Is number one is uh, when you're on Etsy. Everybody else is on Etsy. And this is why I always say, B2B, 
be different. You can do well on Etsy, but you got to be different. You got to stand out from the crowd. Uh, Etsy is a place where they, they do take a pretty large cut. I have figured out now that they take about 20%, 20 to 25%. It's so hard to figure out what their, uh, what their costs are behind the scenes. But I'm not saying what I'm selling by any means on Etsy. It's, it's, it's a small source of income. But the point is, as we have gone for you with you, Mark, into your avatar, you realize your avatar is not even there, right? right. So, you, so you don't even fart with Etsy, and and um, so the the whole thing is to understand that don't just think online, think offline. I stress online to have a website. You have to have a home base that people come to. That is just an absolute necessity uh, if you want your customers to have that central source to come back to. Um, don't think that online, I do preach a lot about online, uh, but don't think that online is where your avatar is going to be. Financially, if you feel like you cannot sell stuff at a higher price, then your mental financial thermostat is too low. And that it, it's a sense of self-worthiness of I'm only worth this much. I'm only worth, my stuff is only worth this much. And that falls into the employee kind of mindset. And my intention with anybody who's watching this is to understand you cannot live in that mindset you have to change the way that you think into a different way of thinking which is the entrepreneurial mindset and if you've been following this mentoring you are starting to absorb it in the background it's starting to make you think because until you get into the entrepreneur's mindset you have to get in the entrepreneur's mindset and that's why that's why it's important to have mentoring and on that note mark let's just kind of rehash your take on this whole thing, you you approached me to mentor you, yep. and and I don't know you know what you expected out of it, um, but I'd like to know what the flow that you have gone through, and the value that you feel that you've gotten from mentoring. You've paid me. You've paid me quite well, uh, and that's actually. Uh, talk about that too as to why you're willing to pay what you paid and you know let, let's talk about the whole thing because what i want what i really want to paint here is anybody who's watching this to understand the importance of guidance and, and the getting into the business mindset and um being willing to be coachable so the floor is yours my friend um absolutely well i think um as far as far as the the first question is is to um the why why did i want coaching and mentoring and support um because this is a new new area for me um and so i the, i've one option is i can try and figure it out and learn it all on my own over the course of the next couple of years and that was the direction i started going um watching youtube video after youtube video and i found that quite, quite honestly i was getting overwhelmed um and I wasn't getting the detail that I needed to solve the problems I thought I had. And originally the problems that I thought I had were, how do I make this thing work? How do I get this thing spinning and, and working? It turned out that wasn't the issue that I had. Most of, most of my challenge, quite honestly, was in the 
in the area of getting started, getting that direction, resetting my thinking. Um, you know, it, it was, last two years has been hard, hard couple of years. Um, I know I'm not alone on that one. And this last year specifically for me um, is, is been the hardest of the, of the kind of this whole COVID cycle and everything. Uh, lots of personal stuff's happened and so on. And uh, I needed the, um, needed required the support that family and friends could not provide. Not that they don't love me, not that they don't care, but it's not their job. It's not their job to hold me accountable to doing what I said I was going to do um, because they love me. They're going to get, they're going to cut me some slack, right? You don't cut me slack. <laughs> um, but again, that's why, that's why you're here, right? Um, in terms of the, the journey, uh, it's not what I expected. Um, as I mentioned, I expected to get this thing working and, and, and I mean, it's working. Don't get me wrong. It, I, I'm, I'm, I'm using it. I'm carving. I'm, I'm engraving. I'm lasering. Um, but it's really the, the business sense of, of things. When I went up, when I was preparing to go up to that show, um, I knew exactly who I was selling to. I knew exactly what to bring, what not to bring. I knew that I didn't need to bring a bunch of kitschy signs because that wasn't the market I was going, uh, going to support. Um, and lo and behold, you know, I, I, I crushed it. I did better than I thought I was going to do by, by, by twofold. Um, and then the other part of it too is supporting this, this uh, winery business and, and putting that really kind of as a, uh, one of the pillars of my business. Um, so that, that, was, that was really, you know, kind of clear uh, that that was uh, helping and supporting kind of my overall cash flow and, and the business and then kind of spurring some new ideas. Uh, I, I think also in our discussions about the back and forth of, of why we're doing this, how we're doing this, and then bringing, bringing this new step to it, you, you, shared, um, you shared a journey that I didn't know I needed to be on. Uh, we went through each of the steps. Each week I did the homework. Uh, each week you checked in on it, and I was able to kind of meet those goals. And, you know, my thermometer is here. Like, I you know, at the end of the day, I achieved, I achieved my goal, right? Like, like, yay, I got the goal. Um, and so, you know, I think that was, uh, that was kind of one of the key things. I'm looking forward to the next goals. I'm looking forward to where we take this because I now know that in our relationship, um, I can, I can trust it. I can, um, believe in it and, uh, just kind of, um, not submit, that's not the right word, but I can kind of uh, give into the coaching and just be coachable, I guess is the term, and, and to, the next, to the next step. But again, nothing I would have expected, but um, I couldn't imagine it going any other way. Okay. So when you started then, what kind of expectation did you have when let's let's step all the way back right you, you wanted out of your out of what you were doing right you didn't want to do the the digital yep. stuff you felt like a nobody you, you couldn't really express to people i do this and i and and this is who i am and yep. so you got a cnc router and and you had this idea before you got the router right before you set it up and said oh my god now what what was your idea when you were getting into that and it just kind of rolling into that mindset of i'm going to get out the router's the way to go and i'm going to get it so you're just in this idea i'm going to make money this way tell me about what where you were at yeah i mean where i was at was i, I was watching a bunch of videos by 
you know, Andy and Katz, Jonathan Katz, yeah, and, and a bunch of other guys and, and some ladies too. And, you know, just kind of watching them create all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I mean, I can use a computer. That's not going to be that hard. You know, I've been dabbling in doing some woodworking. I've been making some cutting boards, things like that. And so I just thought it was going to be pretty simple and easy just to kind of go in and start carving and start selling. Um, it wasn't like that, at least not for me. I mean, that wasn't my experience. Um, when when I unpacked it, I got it all set up. I was all excited. I made my first um, I made my first long mill sign that comes with you know. I'm sure every machine's got it, but you can see that there. You know, um, I made my first thing. I'm like, oh my god, I got see it, see it's working. All excited. And then it was okay. Now let's go make something. So Katie wanted me to make her something, and I couldn't figure out how to make it. And then I was like, okay, let's do something more simple. And Sophie wanted to make something. And I couldn't figure out how to make it. I couldn't find the answers. I couldn't, uh, the terminology, the vocabulary wasn't there. Um, the software, like, so, you know, the, the whole process. I mean, there's there's like a solid seven steps and six, six, seven steps in the workflow. And I mean, I could build stuff, but I had no concept of how to design and make something that was greater than a basic sign, right? You know, I was like, I want to make something more than a sign. I'm always that overachiever kind of guy. And so, you know, it's all great to have letters carved out. Okay, cool. It's all great to have VBIT letters carved out. And I didn't see that that could be a business in of itself. So I was trying to go and how do I make something bigger? Um, and I and I overwhelmed myself and I got stuck and I got all caught up in the which software do I use? Which program do I use? Uh, which direction do I go? Whose bits do I buy? Um, all of that stuff. And then I was, you know, like I said, at the very beginning, I was, I was online. Like the machine wasn't working. I wasn't designing. And I was watching YouTube videos till, you know, two o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out the problem, uh, the, the solution for one little problem. And um, nobody was returning my, my comments on their, on their uh, YouTube videos. I wasn't getting feedback, nothing like that. And um, so I was kind of the, I was kind of where I was before we connected. Okay. You said something interesting that I really want to point out. Uh, just at the very end, nobody was returning comments in YouTube videos. And this is the difference between success and non-success is there's people out there creating content and you can do this, you can do that. And they're making all their pretty stuff. And then they get, you know, their, their intent is to get subscribers. And so they can get some income through affiliate links or advertisements that pop up from on YouTube. When it comes to truly building the business, they're not there for the people that are watching their content. You'll, you'll put, you'll put comments out there and they don't respond. And this is one of the things why we like you keep saying when the sale is done the sale is not done right so what these content creators are doing is they're the sale is get you on the video and get you to click a link or something like that and oh yay i got 15 cents off that amazon sale Ooh right that's chump change it's it's nothing and it's 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 in a way wasted effort because every person that's watching that video is a potential customer right and so if that viewer is not uh, if the creator is not engaging with the viewer they're losing this now the example i'm giving is because 
you, we, we have led you down a path, making sure you get back in touch with those customers, right? Because the sale is not the end of the sale. The, what's happened is by doing this, you have gotten return customers, you're getting, uh, the winery is giving you more business, you're getting referrals, and that is going to scale your business. Yes. So, so generally, in, in, anybody's watching this, you've got to understand this if you want to earn decent money. I have created videos and I said you can make as much money as you want in a CNC business. This is the way to do it. If you are just out to make a buck and get that sale, you're not going to have it. This is the flat out. This is the mentoring side of Garrett, right? This is uh, where I'm not going to let you. Uh, this is why I was willing to mentor you is is because I saw that a, a certain willingness. I will not just mentor anybody. Um, sometimes I have people ask me for a discount, right? Can you discount your mentoring service? Can you discount your one-on-ones? And I won't do it because I'm not into discount mentality. I'm here to help people make money. And if we come from the mindset, this is where the the, I, I, I say the employee mindset, we're looking for sales, we're looking for discounts, we're looking for deals. That's a reflection of, of our financial thermostat. Of, I'm cheap. I'm, 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 I'm not willing to invest in my own knowledge and my own skill uh, to, to grow these things, to make it work. And the time, the time mm -hmm. to, to learn and the time to put in the effort to build up your customer base and to to do it this is why when people say you got to change we're going what do i need to change it's because you don't know what you don't know and it takes somebody who knows to get you in that direction yeah. it, it, and so i have you ever been mentored before mark kind of like um a long time ago in a, in a former life yeah mm -hmm. different okay. areas but yeah okay talk I've about sports team and i've been on sports teams and things like that so coaching is kind of natural okay all right so talk about that the the um how do i want you to talk the, the the idea of being mentored you you've said it uh but the idea of being mentored and um the challenge of being mentored when someone says go in this direction yeah but how about this i want to do this no don't do it yeah this the the, the pushback that the the mentor is saying you're thinking wrong don't do it that way no and and and, um, and the idea of having to be willing to say okay i'm not going to do that go ahead and talk about that um whenever i think about it i think about the um the movie cool runnings with john candy where he he helped the jamaican bobsled go and um you know get to the olympics and here's four jamaican sprinters looking at john candy who is not the at this the spitting image of fitness and health and saying you know and he says well because i've you know got so many gold medals i've got so many world championships da da da, da. i may not be able to run as fast as you but i know how to get you down that down the slope as fast as possible and that's that's really the the purpose i think of a coaching and, and coaches is that like i look i look around my shop right now and i i can see four ways to sand um cutting boards and, and things one is hands pen paper another one is an orbital standard i i built slash bought the um stumpy nubs uh sanding thing and I, I i kind of somebody had started it i finished it I was using that for a while and it was working 
and I couldn't scale with it. And then I finally upgraded to a double uh, drum uh, powered drum sander. That now, the, the, the green machines, I call it, because um, when it rattles to life, it's a little bit loud, it's an older unit. But when it, when it comes to life, um, what would take me three hours manually uh, with an orbital disc, disc sander, I can do in 10 minutes on that machine. So yeah, it costs, you know, used, it costs 1500 bucks. But the reality is I can produce way faster. I, I mean, I did, I did an entire uh, 26 boards through that machine in an afternoon, right, to finish sanding. So I could never have done that by hand. Um, Coaching is the same way. You know, I started this conversation with you six, eight weeks ago. And I'm already, you know, if I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'm at a, you know, basically a $60,000 a year business, right? If, if, if assuming for a moment that, you know, that 5,000 a month kind of up and down is, is standard that I'm at a $60,000 a year business. I did that in six weeks with coaching. It would have taken me a lot longer. I wouldn't have been as clear and I wouldn't have been as focused. And I think that's the, that's really the purpose for me for coaching. Um, I can go watch YouTube videos and I can learn how to do, um, you know, push-ups and sit-ups and all that stuff. Or I can hire a coach. When I was studying martial arts, same thing. You know, I mean, I studied under, you know, a fourth degree black belt in karate. He taught me stuff that I would never learn from watching videos and, and trying to do on my own. So I've always considered coaching as, as an essential tool in just like good quality tools. It, it's, I don't know if you're going to do something, you, you, you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it right. And I don't know how to do it right. And I may have forgotten some of the stuff or may not have lost the confidence in certain areas. And you've brought, you've helped to bring that forward. And that's, I think that's really the purpose behind coaching. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so one of the things you stated was in the beginning was you wanted to make this a hundred thousand dollar a year business. Correct. And so at this point you're, uh, if, if you're able to hold this, then you're at a uh, roughly 60,000. Um, well, 66, I just did. Roughly. It's, it's not 100,000. That's why, uh, you no. know, you get a little pat on the back, but you're not a 100,000, 100,000 air yet. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so are you half a 100,000 air? You know, that's, that's kind of my response. So that, that's the tough part of coaching too. It's, it's not a big celebration because you haven't reached your goal yet. And, uh, but, but you now have inside of you, the confidence you, you've literally wrote it out on paper, you drew a chart and you, you see that you can have that. Now, the other thing is, is the reason you have that chart is now you can look at it and say, God damn it. I'm going to do better than that next time. Right now you're in competition with yourself and not anybody else because you are the only thing that's holding you back. And that's, uh, so that's kind of what, that. what's that? It literally is that I, right now I am holding myself back. Mm -hmm. that, the old, I, that became crystal clear a week and a half ago that if I, if I don't make any more calls and book any more events, I'm not making money. If I'm not, you know, producing inventory, then I don't have anything to sell when people are there. If I'm not following up with customers, then I'm not getting referrals in. Like one customer refer, you know, there's, I have four phone calls for one customer. How long would it have taken me to get those, that, those four people? I don't even know where they are. They don't come to those, those kind of events. They stay at their cottage, things like that. These are four people. I mean, if that multiplies, 
you know, I could have a cutting board in every, every cottage up there. You know what I mean? Like there's, I don't know, 600 cottages up there. That's a, that's a good day's worth of work. You know, like that, that's kind of where I'm seeing it going. And the other, the other thing is, you know, I keep on, I keep on getting, all right. I, so I have this idea in the back of my mind to create relief maps um, because it's cottage country, right? I don't know how the hell to do it. And every once in a while, I'll spin down this rabbit hole trying to figure it out. And I follow the instructions and I'm still not getting it right. And I'm like, but that's not what you do. That's not what you do. Stop, stop. And then I put it away. And every once in a while, I'll try it again. So that's going to be a winter project, but it's not making me money today. And I need to, I need to be doing the stuff that makes the money. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, what do you think I'm going to say to that? <laughs> It's not it's not what you do it's it, uh, yeah yeah it's uh don't do it yeah. don't do it there are other people out there make it affiliates sell their products yeah okay Good point. you're not you're not you, relief maps are great right it, 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 it's its own niche right but it has nothing to do with with what you're doing and right. it, and and, and uh, i don't think rewarding renee buys that i don't know uh, but but it's a completely it's a completely different process. There are people out there that make it. Connect with them. Not yet. You're not there yet. You are making a hundred thousand dollar a year business out of what you're doing. You've got the winery on your plate. You've got the referrals coming in with with this with this other stuff. That's enough. You know you don't need any more. Let this grow. Let let the relationships build from that. Let the referrals start to to branch out into their and referral to referral to referral. You may find yourself. Uh, the idea is. Uh, you may find yourself so busy you can't handle it anymore and that's the whole idea of scale you want to get yourself where okay now i can hire somebody to do some of this stuff uh which is what you want to get to you want to pay someone else to make you money and that's the, that's the objective uh but it's interesting that you mentioned that because so um we're moving uh to a new house um similar size shop um but we're moving to a new house and and part of that is i'm going to be getting rid of some of the equipment that i'm not using. I thought I would use it, but I'm not using it. Um, and uh, part of the part of the purpose behind that is to clear up some space, because I'm processing everything out. So what's the process of this? How do I make? How do I plane the wood? How do I do this? Because sometimes I, I kind of forget what are my settings? What are my speeds? And so I'm, I'm documenting all that. And, um, you know, and that's really the idea is that I can bring in, you know, a high school student or, or somebody like that, or, you know, that wants to learn how to do this. And they can help me with that as well. So um, it's, it's not difficult to, to, to plane down wood. It's not difficult to run a board through a sander. You know, you stand there, you put it through, you collect it at the other end. Like it's, it's not rocket science. So if I could pay somebody, you know, 15, 20 bucks an hour, a Canadian, just, you know, um, and they're learning a skill and they're having fun while I'm doing other stuff. Now I've got my CNC doing stuff. I got my machine doing stuff and I'm doing sales. That's then that's that's good right right and the the importance of follow-up what, what do you think about that yeah because that's a pain in the ass right it's, it's it's a pain it's like i don't well, want to be so, making so, calls. so i don't like talking to people i the phone the phone once text messaging came in i stopped answering phones like it was it was a thing it's like why are you calling me what's wrong like <laughs> um so but what's what i found is that in the follow-up phone calls 
um, it's actually quite pleasurable because I'm hearing good news. Um, I'm hearing, oh, it's great, you know. Exactly what you want, praise. Right, yeah. this is what you've been wanting. So Yeah, absolutely. That's... I pick up the phone, I call somebody, I'm getting, oh, we love it, people love it, you know, so-and-so is interested in buying one. Can I pass her name along to you? Yes, you can, absolutely. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's That feels good. Okay, good. All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap up. There's, there's just a couple things that you uh, need to do. Next session, we are going to start setting new financial goals. All right. And we're, we're, and we're going to start pushing your envelope further out. Um, so this thermostat, right, you're, you're getting ready to move. So that this next month is going to be a little bumpy for you. But I want that, <coughs> I want that thermostat to be on your wall, not on a book that you pick up, right? Okay. It's got to be there where you're looking at it all the time. So okay. right now it's going to be kind of screwy because you're moving, but you that that needs to be in a fixed location where you're seeing it all the time. Um, the uh, other thing is keep up with the Sophie thing. Take Sophie on the same journey that we've taken you and start to visualize, start to feel, get her to see what the future is going to look like if she makes money and decides to spend it on video games versus what does she really want in the future? Yeah, right. she, there's, there's some things she doesn't know what she wants, but that's okay. You can help her by doing this. She'll, she'll get that idea by guiding her down this and giving her financial education. Uh, she will start to understand that. Yeah. And I got a hand, I, I, I pat you on the back for, for giving, starting to go on that financial education with her. Because uh, that's so many people don't get that. They don't teach that in school. That's why no, everybody, that's why people get credit card debt, stuff like that. They don't understand how much they're being raked over the coals and uh, how much uh, we hurt ourselves. So that's, that's what we got. And so with that, uh, relish what you're doing. Uh, give yourself a uh, a reward of some kind. You know this this is. I'll, I'll give you another little psychological thing we do to ourselves. When people have bad days, and we all have them, we all make mistakes. We have train wrecks, and we have good days. But on bad days, sometimes, oh man, this day is so bad. I'm going to go get myself an ice cream just to chill out. And what we're doing is subconsciously rewarding ourselves for a bad day. Right. Uh, and, and, okay. and that creates a habit of bad days. I'm expecting bad days so I can get my reward. It's it's we don't realize we're doing that. So the, the idea is make sure you don't reward yourself on bad days, but you hit a 5.5 K goal. So what you need to do now is take some of that money and come up with something that's going to reward yourself. Um, $200 or $300 of it if, if, if you are able to uh, pull that out and and reward yourself. Don't think, oh, you know, go to go to the best restaurant in town, right? To, to take Katie out there and say, let's just go out and have a good time. You know, this is your reward. Um, and you'll start training yourself to reward yourself for small goals. The other thing that you are going to have to start doing is Every time you get an income, 10% of that automatically gets paid to you before any bills are paid, right? You pay yourself first. This is the one difference between people that have an accumulation of money and people that don't, is they don't pay themselves first. 
So when you sell uh, that $500 cutting board, $50 of that immediately goes directly to an account and that account is going to build, right? It's, it's not you're spending money for your bills. You can take another portion of that, another 10% for your spending money for your, yeah, for your bills and your expenses. You need to build that up because you're going to have to build up the, the ability to, uh, you know, for times that are down, right? Yeah. It just, uh, but wealthy people get wealthy because they pay themselves first. Okay. And it's, it's a habit. You just have to get into. There was one other thing. I don't remember what it was at the moment. Um, Just keep going with where you're going. Right. So with that, we're we're just kind of wrap up. So you're the, the goals I've just given you go ahead and uh, just list it back. Yeah. So get the thermostat on the wall. Um, Continue the conversation with Sophie with the visualization and the avatar. Um, reward good days. Uh, so do something to reward myself for this, which I'm I'm looking forward to. And then uh, uh, start doing 10% uh, going into a separate account. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Pay yourself first. Pay myself first. It's the hardest thing to do when at first, but boy, it starts feeling good when you start saying, oh, wow, this money's starting to build up. All right. This was kind of a long discussion this time. It was, um, but they always seem to be a bit long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, for anybody who's uh, watching this, what would you like to share with them at this point of your journey? Um, yeah. As I said at the beginning, it's, it's a hard journey, but it's rewarding. Uh, I think, I think, you know, you need to stick with it. Um, you know, follow the stuff that Garrett's doing. It's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's fundamentally transforming the direction of where I'm going with this. And it's getting me there a lot faster. Um, and I don't mean faster, like I'm rushing through stuff. It means I've got a plan, I've got a direction and I know what I'm doing and, and Garrett's holding me accountable. So from that perspective, you know, if, if you're considering doing something like this, definitely hook up with Garrett. I think it would uh, serve you well. Um, um, fall, I guess it was two videos ago or two sessions ago. Uh, stop watching YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, just figure out what you're going to do. Identify what you want to play in and what space you want to do, and then build your avatar. Um, that's been a, a critical thing for me. Uh, from past lives, I've, I've coached people on it, but I've never lived the experience of going through it, doing it, and then working through. Um, and then, you know, for all of your sales, follow up with them. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a critical thing for you. Um, and you know, it's, um, enjoy the process. It, it's challenging, but it's fun. And, um, you know, and, and at the end, you know, you, you will, you will achieve those goals that, that I'm now certain of. Okay. All right. Um, that's about it, Mark. Thanks for this, for, uh, sharing that aspect. And um, one of the other things I want you to do is comment on on your videos people do comment and they are making comments directly to you so you may oh, are they? okay i will i i've been shying away from the comments only uh because yeah but i will i there's no there's no excuse why not to so i will i will i'll comment on those things especially if uh, someone is out there being inspired by it right? so okay with that i'm going to check out and get on to more business <laughs> and, and yep Yep. And so we've got our plan for the next time and we're going to set new goals and looking forward pushing to it. harder. All right, my friend. Okay. We'll talk All right, to you take next care. Time. Have a great day. We'll see you. Yeah. Bye. And there you have it. 
You have now listened to Mark, and you know that he has now reached his goal, and you understand why. It's because he built the foundations, and he has learned how to communicate with his customers and keep those relationships going. And it has opened up many doors of opportunity for him. Now, he's got a long way to go because he wants a $100,000 business. And from my perspective and the journey that he's on right now, he will exceed that in a fairly short period of time. So I hope you got something out of this. And if the podcast service that you are using allows you, make a comment in it and tell me what you learned. Or you can email me, Garrett at idcwoodcraft.com, and tell me what you've learned about it and what you've learned about yourself and what you've learned about business, what your dreams and hopes are. And with that, I am going to bid you adieu. By the way, you can always go to idcwoodcraft.com and my contact information is there. Have a great day, better tomorrow, and happy CNCing.